everyone. I'm your host, Alyssa. I'm so excited to be back recording, talking to all of you. If you're just getting here, I highly recommend listening to the first episode just so you can get to know me a little bit better. We can build a little online bond of some sort. I don't know, that sounds nice to me. Um, Today I am bringing you something different and like the title suggests, it's a let's ask and answer. That's hard to say. Let's ask and answer episode. So a while ago, I asked those of you who have been listening, who also follow me on my Instagram at ally.cav, if there's anything they'd like me to talk more about, any questions or topics. And I'm so excited to be tailoring an episode to what listeners want to hear. This is something I hope grows in the future as more listeners get comfortable with me and have questions or topics they'd like me to cover. So before we get into anything else, I hope you all noticed the intro music is back. I I didn't like it for a hot minute, but I missed it. I think it gives the episode a little bit of charm, like a little a little boost of energy that I think is needed, especially covering such heavy heavy, especially covering such heavy topics sometimes. A little life update on me and where I'm at with this podcast and my professional life, I guess is what you'd call it. I am rebuilding my website. I purchased a domain. I'm going to have a separate section dedicated to this podcast and you listeners. And I hope to have this all done and published, ready to go sometime around the end of this year, maybe the start of the new year. Who knows at this point? As as most of you know or probably figured out, I took a break for the month of September and I'm so happy I made that decision because so many unanticipated changes took place during last last month that there was no way I was going to be able to stay on top of the recording and posting schedule had I not stepped away. So I'm feeling really grateful to be in the position to start writing and recording and editing and posting again. It's a simple process, but it can be lengthy sometimes, um, but I love every second of it actually. I'm pretty surprised. Like this podcast started out as an idea for a class project and with guidance from mentors and classmates, it's now a real thing. If there's something that you really want to do in this life, but you keep talking yourself out of it, like thinking it's too hard or you're not good enough, more than likely you can make it happen. And you're probably a lot better than you think you are. Like there's no way you're going to know for sure unless you try. And sometimes it takes a few tries too. You know, there's no guarantee this will pan out to what I'd like it to, but the risk and getting to do something I really enjoy doing is so worth it to me. But enough about me. I want to get into these questions. There's only two, which makes me a little bit sad, but they're really good questions. I was debating making two separate episodes on them, but I think we'll be good. I think that this episode will be a good length. It's not going to get too long or anything. All right, so the first question talks about um, motivation and how to not fall back on toxic habits, especially during this time of such uncertainty in the world. And it also mentioned how to reestablish balance when we kind of fall out of line with what we've got going on, like what works best for us. Kind of like, like for me, I can relate this to periods of laziness where I just start doing whatever I want and I start thinking, oh, well, like, you know, nothing really matters at the end of the day. So like, I'm, I'm going to like, you know, eat all this junk food or I'm just like not going to do homework or I'm going to wait till the last minute, kind of like a procrastination kind of thing for me. Um, 
So I can definitely relate my, my experience to, to all of this. So for how do I find motivation and how do I not fall back on toxic habits, especially during this time in the world of being in a pandemic? Um, and, you know, only a few months out of, of quarantine. And if you hear anything in the background, it's just my dog snoring. So you can ignore that. Um, so I can relate this to how I felt when quarantine first started, first began. I, I was in desperate need of a break. My mom and I had a vacation planned to Las Vegas. We were going to go fly into Vegas, and then we were going to take a couple of road trips around and see a couple of different things, go down to Joshua Tree, go to Zion. And I was looking forward to that vacation so much because I, I was in over my head with classwork and with some other things. I was, I was really struggling to find balance at that time in my life. And I got the email that school was going to was going to be on break on spring break for another week because so my mom and I we had canceled our trip because we realized it wasn't a good idea by the time we got out there things were probably going to be shut down and they ended up shutting down like the day after we made our decision so me and her just spent our week together and then I got the email that my school was going on break for another week. And then after that, the decision was made to move online for the rest of the semester. And that was a lot at once. <laughs> at first, I was so excited for it. I was thinking, oh, it's only going to last like the rest of the semester. Like it's going to be fine. Everything's going to go back to normal after this. But once reality started setting in that I couldn't live my life exactly the way I was living it just two weeks before, things started to kind of come crashing down on me, as I like to say. It just felt really overwhelming. And I remember standing in my kitchen thinking, oh my God, I this would be a perfect time to drink and just get as fucked up as possible right now. And I guarantee you, if I had still been drinking at that time, and that's all I would have done. I would have, even now, I probably would have just went on like a super long bender and gotten super fucked up and not done anything good for myself. And what happened, what I did to get out of that mindset and what I did to start feeling better was I started telling people how I was feeling. And I think that's a really big thing when it comes to not falling back on toxic habits or just habits that you're trying to break. The key for me has been to have someone that holds me accountable for my actions. So for me, working a 12-step program, that's a sponsor, but that's also my friends and the people who are closest to me, like my boyfriend and my mom, I don't like hold them responsible for keeping me accountable. I just tell them these things going on in my life. I will tell them like, Hey, this is what's happening. This is what's feel. This is what I'm feeling. I don't really like it. I'd like to be here instead. I'm going to start doing this, this, and this to get there. So then I can kind of check in with them later on, like maybe, maybe next week or maybe in a month and be like, yeah. So like, ha like, do you think I've made any progress? I mean, like you've been talking to me throughout all of this. Does it seem like I'm better to you or, you know, just being able to have those people that you can check in with and be close with has really made a big difference for me. 
in not falling back on bad habits. And that's not to say that I don't have any bad habits because there's, there's a lot of things I would like to stop doing right now. I would like to work out more. I'd like to eat healthier. Like there's all of those things, but like I, I have to take it one day at a time. I can't get in over my head. And that's another thing, or I guess not another thing, but moving into how I go about reestablishing balance in my life. There are plenty of times where I get to a point of saying to myself, fuck, like I really need to start, start doing something. I really need to start making some changes. I haven't been doing anything or, you know, what I've been doing has been making me feel like absolute shit. I need to do something. So for me, it's a process of, well, okay, how uncomfortable am I going to get this time around before I change? Um, and a lot of times what I fall into when I'm trying to find balance again is I like to make lists and I have a planner and I will grab out a notebook and a piece of paper or a notebook and a pencil and I will just start making a huge to-do list of all of these things that I want to accomplish and all of these things I want to do. And I just, without realizing it, will completely overload myself with work that I set myself up to fail from the start. And I, this cycle went on for years from, you know, being in high school up until just a couple of years ago, I had that cycle of, you know, I would try to do everything all at once and I would fail and then I would feel like shit. And I would say, well, fuck it. I'm not going to do anything. And <laughs> I think this, like, I, I think that I do have perfectionistic tendencies, but I've talked to a lot of my friends who, who can relate with me on this. Um, so how I got out of that was I learned how to set goals and not setting big goals. I'm talking really small goals and then breaking down those small goals even further until you get to daily goals. So I touched on this in my last episode about how I, how I, kind of like my morning routine and, and how I set goals and how I use my planner. So how I set goals is I, I look at the month ahead of me. So let's say it's, it's like September 30th and, and I was, I was planning for the month of October. I sit down with my planner and I think, okay, like how did last month go? What, what did I do well? And what are some things I wish I did better? Or I wish I focused more on. And then I look at the month ahead and I say, okay, so based on last month and how I'm feeling right now, what do I want to accomplish or focus on this month. And I'll write like five things down, you know, just five things along the lines of like, you know, I want to get better with eating more, more whole organic foods, or I want to eat less processed food, or I, I want to start meditating more often, or I want to put my spiritual health first. So after that, I like to look at what will I be able to keep track of that will help me know if I am on track to meet those goals or not? So uh, using the example of I want to eat more more whole foods instead of processed foods, what I can track that by is how often I go out to eat during the month. If I notice like uh, if I notice that I'm ordering DoorDash, fairly often, or if I'm looking at my bank account, I'm going through my transaction history and I'm seeing a lot of fast food chains are just going out to eat with friends. I know to look at that and say, okay, well, 
I'm definitely not meeting this goal. So what can I do now to, to fix that? And that's, you know, stop, stop ordering DoorDash, stop going to McDonald's after a long day, you know, just what I can do instead is I can make sure that I'm eating three meals a day and make sure that I'm cooking those meals myself. So I don't get super hungry at the end of the night and think, well, now I'm too tired to cook. And now I just want McDonald's. Um, so it's super, super important to break down those goals. And if you go and listen to my previous episode, I did talk more about how I break down my daily goals, but I'll go over it briefly again. It's I start the day and I write down first three things that I'm grateful for because that just, it puts me in a good headspace. I, I'm just a better person when I remember like all the good things that are going on in my life, but writing down more than three, it starts to feel like a chore and then I just don't want to do it, which, which sounds bad. Cause I do have a lot of things in my life to be grateful for, but like, I'm not going to write down all of my friends who love and care about me every single day or, you know, having a car, having a home, having a roof over my head, those things. I, I know those things already and I know to be grateful for them. So I don't need to exhaust myself by writing the same things every single day, which is why I like to keep it to just three. So I like to keep it to the three things that I'm actually genuinely feeling good about that day. A lot of times when I wake up, the first thing I write down for what I'm grateful for is waking up on time because I'm notoriously late. I wake up late all the time. (laughs) I I have so many stories of, of being late to places, but after I write down the three things I'm grateful for, I like to write down a list of all of the things I think I need to get done that day. So this is where I can kind of just like let my mind spill out all of like my worries and concerns for the day. I make a long list of of what I need to do. And from that list, I then pick out the top three goals that I want to accomplish that day. And it's the t- those top three goals from that list typically always relate to my bigger goal for that month. So maybe during the day, it'll be, I need to grocery shop or I'm going to practice yoga or or whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you. It's going to be, it's going to be different for you. So the top three goals, because writing that long list helps me relax my mind. It helps me just get all of the garbage going through my head out on paper. So I don't think about it anymore because once I have that long list, I can go on with my day and know, okay, Alyssa, you don't have to think about this because you wrote it down. It's all going to be there at the end of the day. You can look back at it at any time in case you're feeling like you're forgetting what you need to be doing. And then as long as I can accomplish those top three goals at the end of the day, instead of checking every single thing off of that long list, I end my day feeling accomplished because I look at that and I say, well, at least I got done what I really needed to get done. At least I can say that. And then I also like to have a schedule on the same page and I write down the the time I have class. If I have any appointments or meetings that I need to get to, I write that in too. And having those separate chunks, those separate sections really helps keep me organized. I'm a very visual person. So I just, I need things to be like neat and clean and orderly and a good indicator of how my mental health is doing now that we're on this topic is how messy my apartment is. I, it's like, I can watch from the outside, my mental health just deteriorate. The more clothes get piled on chairs and on my bed. And if I start sleeping on my bed and there's a pile of clothes and like notebooks and pens on my bed, you know, it's bad. Like (laughs) that is when depression is in full swing and I'm, I need extra help. So 
I don't know if you can relate to that or if you need any any advice on how to stay on top of of how to know when you're starting to fall out of balance with things. I think most of us are like, we just have that intuition of knowing, like you just, you just feel it. It's a certain feeling or there's something in your life that tells you you're not doing good, whatever that is. For me, it looks like a really messy apartment. And then I know, okay, Alyssa, like, like, let's reel it back in. Let's figure out, figure out what's going on. What haven't you been doing that usually makes you feel good? So the next part of, of that first question is how to not let yourself kind of just do whatever or be lazy on certain things. And I do not know if I'm the right person to answer this question because I fall into my trap of laziness all the time, all the time. There's, I watched a video recently on how to be strategically lazy and that's just for me a justification to be lazy all of the time. I don't think... I can ever find a balance <laughs> with laziness. I I re- I don't even know how to answer this question. I guess there are times when it's good to just rest and watch some Netflix or you know just kind of sit around and do nothing essentially. But if you notice that when you're doing it, it's not making you feel as good as it should it's time to kind of evaluate what you could be doing. For me, I experience times where I'll get home after a day of doing things, or sometimes I'll even just wake up and it's just not my day to be doing things. And I can usually tell it's not a good day to be trying to get things done if I'm like going to put my milk back in the fridge, but I'm turning towards my pantry instead, or if I'm trying to open or lock my apartment door and I'm pressing my, my car lock button. Like I, my mind will kind of just do little mistakes like that. And that's when I'm overwhelmed. And that's when I know that I physically, mentally just need a break. Sometimes that's a nap. Sometimes it's painting my nails. Sometimes it's spending time with people. And sometimes it really is just laying in bed and doing nothing or just like sitting on the couch for a little minute and scrolling through my phone and there are those days too where maybe it starts out like that. Maybe it starts out with like that strategic laziness of like, I'm not being lazy. I am giving myself the mental break that it needs or that I'm giving myself the mental break that I need. And then it'll start to turn into that. Like, you know, I'm scrolling through my phone, but while I'm scrolling through my phone, I'm also thinking about the five other things that I need to be doing right now. And it's important for me because sometimes it is just hard to slow down. You know, sometimes it is hard to just not do anything. And it's, it's just so important for me to really listen to my body and not just what my head is saying. I can tell when I'm being lazy, if my body's feeling restless or if I have anxiety and there's no like logical reason for my anxiety in that moment, I, it's, that's when I know, okay, I need to get up and do something. And most of the time, cause I love being lazy. Fuck. I love doing nothing. I would love to just stay in bed, have food ordered to me all day, watch Netflix, literally not lift a finger. I love being lazy. So finding motivation, usually motivation never comes to me. Like when I'm motivated, I don't, I don't need the motivation. You know, it's just, I feel good about what I'm doing and I'm doing it because I want to do it. When I am being lazy and I need to do something, 
it fucking sucks, but I just do it because I, (laughs) I try to tell myself, Alyssa, you will feel better once you do this thing. So just do it. Like a good example of this is doing my dishes and cleaning them right away or just putting them in my dishwasher. I have a freaking dishwasher and I still let my sink pile up. Like that's the ultimate level of laziness. I think (laughs) you there's okay. There's things far worse, but like I have dishes sitting in my, in my kit, in my sink right now. And my dishwasher is completely full of clean dishes that I pull from, but I don't put them back. Um, it's like, if I were to just empty the dishwasher as soon as it's finished and then put my dirty dishes in the dishwasher, as soon as they were dirty, I wouldn't have this problem. And I wouldn't be feeling overwhelmed by the amount of dishes that are in the dishwasher and the amount of dirty dishes that are in the sink right now, you know? So it's, it's just being smart about it. It's taking care of yourself. It's self-care, but self-care sometimes fucking sucks. It's being an adult. It's having responsibilities and taking care of yourself. Sometimes you just need to do shitty things, you know, like not all parts of life are enjoyable. There's a lot of mundane everyday tasks in adult life, which were very, very hard for me to accept. I'm, I'm sitting across from my closet right now and it's open and I can see my clothes hanging up. And I'm just thinking about how I really, really struggled doing laundry. I, it's my most hated, hated task. I'd rather take care of the dirty dishes right now and like get my hands smelling like a dirty sponge than, than take care of my laundry. I don't know what it is about it. It's just such a boring task to me, but I've been practicing. I have been every single time I do laundry, I try to think of more positive ways to look at it. And I start to tell myself, okay, I am doing laundry right now. I get like into my little meditative Zen state, (laughs) my, my motivational self-talk. And I'm like, Alyssa, you are doing laundry right now because you are fucking privileged enough to have clothes. Alyssa, you are privileged enough to go and buy your own clothes. You don't have to like have clothes donated to you. There was a time in my life where all my clothes were my brother's old clothes and everything I had came from Goodwill or like the, the, like the charity donation for Christmas time. We did that a couple years. I was very poor. Um, so it's just, retraining your brain to think of things in a more positive light in a way that will help you. Because I like to use the analogy that even on a cloudy day, the sun is still shining. Sometimes you just have to look a little bit harder for it. You know, sometimes you might just have to like, like really, really look to try and gauge where the sun is coming from. Or, you know, sometimes you have to wait during a cloudy day until there's a break in the clouds and you can see the sun. But even if you can't see the sun, it's still there. So it's like, even if you're in a really, really shitty situation, if you, if you think about it enough, if you look for it, there will be a positive in that situation. I guarantee you, you can take the absolute worst situation and you can say, well, fuck, there really isn't anything good about this, but you can take that experience or that situation as a learning experience where you can learn a little bit about yourself or a little bit more about somebody else. And you can take the fact that you learned from that really shitty experience as something positive out of it. So a big help for me in pretty much every, every hard thing I've ever gone through is retraining my brain to think about it in a more positive light, just shedding some light on it in the first place to, to try and make it seem not as heavy and not as intense and unbearable. 
So that brings me into the second question and the last question. I'm telling you guys, please write into me if you have a situation you're going through that you feel uncomfortable with or like you just don't really know how to navigate. I would love to try and give some experience. That's why I made this podcast in the first place. If you want to message me privately and not have it, you know, put into a podcast episode, that's totally fine too. I, you know, like, let's just talk. Let's get to know each other. Come on. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm friendly. Let's do it. Um, okay. (laughs) So the second question is addressing big things in life that have made it seem impossible to grow from or move forward afterwards and how I've coped with them. And this is where that retraining my brain to think positively has come in because like, if I tell myself the situation sucks, it sucks. But if I say this sucks, what, what can I take from this? How can I make this better? I start to think, okay, okay, well, like there's this and there's that. So, so maybe it's not so bad. And so that lessens the load quite a bit. So I'm trying to think of a, of a specific example of, of something in my life that made it seem impossible to grow from. And I've got quite a few, um, I can relate this to getting sober. I can relate this to going through and trying to heal from from trauma, from past trauma. The times that I have experienced something so challenging that it seemed impossible to grow from were times in my life where I wasn't I wasn't looking for any way to make things easier. I was going about life with the mindset of everything sucks and I fucking hate this life and it's too hard and why do these things happen to me? And I was playing the role of a victim, of life is happening to me because I have had some hard as fuck things happen now that I have gotten kind of kind of moved past that mindset more so. These things, if they if they had happened to me earlier on in my life before I started looking at life as an experience that I can grow from and I can, I can kind of kind of make life what I want it to be, you know, like a, the saying life is what you make it, it really is what you make out of it. If I sit there and I think, you know, life just happens to me, I don't, you know, I don't make life happen, it sucks, you know, you feel so out of control and so useless, um, or at least I did, that it it really does. When bad things happen, it seems impossible to grow from. But once I started seeing life as, okay, this is shitty, but but I'm in this shitty situation for a reason. I can trust that I'm supposed to learn something from this. I might not like it, but if I'm going to walk away from this situation stronger than I was before... I want to be stronger than I was before. Like I want to get better at handling these difficult life situations because that's life. Life is going to keep throwing shitty situations at you no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you make, no matter what, life will be shitty sometimes and life will be great sometimes. And you don't have to ride those highs and lows. You can really just figure out a way to find some equilibrium and experience joy and experience sadness, but not experience like extreme, you know, I don't know, just, just not experience those highs and lows because those highs and lows are so exhausting. And 
when you're in those highs and lows, when you're low like that, it seems completely impossible to move forward. And when you're, when you're up, you're, you know, nothing can touch you. Nothing bad is going to happen. So when you do have that crash, when you do come down, it fucking sucks. Like it blows, like your life is over. And like, that's how it was for me, I guess. And how, how I got to a place of not being like that for me, I had to be sober. (laughs) I couldn't handle it while I was drinking and while I was getting high, like smoking weed. Like I just, I couldn't have this life if I wasn't sober. And that is, that is just how I see it. And that's for me. I know not everyone is like that. And I really want, want to emphasize that not everyone needs, needs to live a sober life. There are people who are normal. I'm not one of them, but there are people who are normal. So I guess how I have coped with those situations that have made it seem impossible to grow or move forward from has been learning how to be kind to myself and not being so hard on myself when things get hard. I used to like literally fall apart and, and I would think of myself as such a piece of shit for not being able to handle a certain situation, or I'd be doing good for such a long amount for such a long period of time. And then something would happen and I would break and I would just, you know, I would just have to have a moment where I was like, Oh my God, like my life fucking sucks. Like I would tell myself too, like, why, why can't you do this? What is so hard about this? Like I would shame myself so much. I've so much shame. And once I realized how big of a problem my negative self-talk was, I was able to start to make changes and small changes. And it started with that awareness of noticing when I was talking badly about myself. And I still talk badly about myself. You know, there's days that I still look in the mirror and I think you're, you're fucking fat. You're ugly. Like, you know, like go put on like a a baggy tee or sweatshirt so no one can see you kind of thing, which is terrible. It sounds awful, but it takes your brain a while to get out of negative thought cycles and patterns like your your brain literally forms different neural pathways with with certain types of thoughts and I like to think of this as being on a hiking trail and imagine the hiking trail as being the negative thoughts but those negative thoughts are kind of all you've ever had that negative self-talk that's all that's all you've ever really known and you're kind of just going through life on this path of well life happens to me life isn't what I make it. Life just sucks. And you're looking up off of the trail and, you know, you can go like up over the hill where the sun is shining a little bit more. And you think to yourself, well, up there, it really would be a lot better. Like an up there is the positive thought trail. (laughs) And so you get, you get off your negative path and you start to go up to the positive path where things are going to be better. And you're like, wow, this is really fucking hard. So of course, why wouldn't you go back down to the trail? Like, why would you go off the trail and make things harder for yourself when you can just stick with what you've always done and what you've always known? But if you keep going off that trail. If you keep on going, like if you can just get up over that hill where the sun is shining just a little bit more and you can just walk on a steady path, eventually you're going to form a new pathway if you walk it enough. And eventually it's going to get a whole lot easier to change your self-talk and to be more positive and kind and loving and just compassionate in general to yourself. So 
things take time, good things take time. And I remember hearing that when I was like 17 and it made me so mad. I was like, fuck that. I want everything I want and I want it right now. I'm not going to wait. Like we live in such an age of instant gratification that we order on Amazon and we get it the next day. That's insane. We turn on Netflix and all the episodes to a season are right there. We don't have to wait anymore for like the next week for the new episode to come on. And so Good things take time. I promise you. Like I know it's hard, but for me, it was really about finding how to be compassionate with myself. And I could tell you what that looked like for me. I could give you tips, but that never helped me. <laughs> when I when I knew I needed to be more positive, I would read articles and blog posts about how other people did it, and it didn't work for me. What worked for me was just taking the time away from stress, learning how to relax and learning how to tune in to what my body was telling me. That's a big thing. I'll probably talk about it a lot, but for me, yoga really helped helped with that. It helped me tune in and listen to my body and it helped me train my mind to think, you know, instead of, wow, wow, this is really hard. I need to stop. It helped me start thinking, wow, this is really hard. Take a deep breath, let it out. Okay. Like I've got this. I can go for one more second. It's okay. It's okay. You're getting stronger. Like your muscles are shaking because you're getting stronger. And so I've really taken my practice on the mat, off the mat into waking life and really have been trying to train myself out of those, those negative thought patterns. That's just my experience. So I hope that answers, answers those questions. There's, there's always going to be things in life that are really, really hard to get through, but just telling yourself that something good will come from it. Even when it seems like absolutely nothing good could come from it, I promise something good will come from it when you least expect it. That's just how life goes. You go through hard things, you learn from it, shit gets better, something new happens and you take what you learned in the last hard situation and you apply it and you learn something new about yourself that's going to help you for the next situation. I truly believe that life never gives us anything we aren't ready to handle. With that, I will leave you today. I hope I covered what I wanted to say. I hope I made sense. I hope I wasn't rambling too much. I didn't have the last half of this podcast written out. I've kind of just been talking to you. It's 12.30 in the morning, but I was feeling inspired. So I hope I made the right choice for you all. Um, really hope that I, I can help help some more of you. Um, so if you want to send me any questions or topics that you'd like me to cover or talk more about, just send me an email at lftsot at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram, ally.cav. I will link that in the episode description if you need it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. I will tell